Welcome back, everybody, to Forward Pressing, episode 40, the big 4-0. I am your host, Kevin, and I got my co-host here, Nyanis. How you doing, bro? I'm doing good, Mr. Co-host. How are you doing yourself? Hey, Saturday, September 18th. We had some Premier League games this morning. We have some Premier League games tomorrow. Um, I think today we're going to talk about, I mean, listen, as a United fan, we have to talk about Champions League. <laughs> As the Arsenal fan, we got to talk about your big win today. Hey, two wins in a row, bro. Two wins in a row. We're on a row. Floodgates are open. Two games in a row, but you also beat the two worst teams in the league. Floodgates are open. I don't care what anybody says. Hey, you know how it is. So we'll get into that. We'll cover a bunch of the other Champions League games quickly. Because um, we had a lot of big matchups this, this week, honestly, for Champions League. I mean, it was the first. It was the first like Champions League day of the year, so I mean, it was pretty big. Exactly, we had some big, like big name matchups too, like Bayern, uh, Bayern Barca, PSG. We'll talk about that as well. Atletico to Milan, Liverpool. Yeah, that was a big one. So there's a lot of there's a lot of big games to talk about. We won't spend too much time on that, and then um, I think I think we need to to talk about Liverpool a little bit because I feel like we kind of forgot them this off season. And they're reminding us that uh, they're here to challenge. Well, yeah, lack of lack of signings does does help. Exactly, it kind of keeps them under the radar, right? So, um, and then this is the episode that we're gonna go over our Premier League Premier League predictions. I know we're uh, already like four or five weeks into the season, but uh, the transfer window closed um, recently, and I mean, I think that changes a little bit of a. The prospects coming into the season, right? Like, because uh, we had some. Also, we can't stop making updates. Yeah, yes. Because I know, I think I, I think I mentioned my predictions before the season started, and then now, as the transfer window is closed, and we've kind of seen the teams, we can make a little bit more of a, uh, like a, research decision on. Calculated decision. Calculated decision on how the table is going to look. So we'll do that uh, to end the pod and see. We'll compare our, our tables and uh, our awards as well, our award predictions. So, I mean, listen, I have a decent amount to say on the United versus the Young Boys game. Give me your thoughts first and then I'll, you know. I mean, it's tough. I mean, it was a great start. Obviously, Ronaldo scores again, missed the Champions League. Did you see the pass from Bruno, though? Okay, yeah, that's what everybody was talking about. Uh, I didn't see it live. I saw it after. And, it, yes, it was like, it was nice. To the point where I don't even think he meant it, but it looked pretty. It looked pretty like voluntary to me. Like from the from the angle, like you could. That was insane angle to get it to Ronaldo there. Yeah, it was like the only person I could see do that is like KDB, but not like you gotta give Kudu bread. That was a, that was a nasty. That was a nasty pass. That was a nasty pass. And obviously, like it's a good start to the game. You guys dominate, 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 and then somehow, some way. You find a way to lose. Obviously, it was a bad mistake by Jesse Lingard, but damn, bro. Maybe was there no chance to like get a second or third goal before that? Listen, I mean the red card, right? That was the big thing. Um, the one Basaka red card. So deserved. Yeah, that was a red card. It was kind of tough, right? Because he was like running with the ball, and then his touch was a little, little bit too far ahead of him, and he tried to get there to like continue running, but the other player managed to get there first, and then he just like stepped all over his ankle and. I mean, that's the one, the one, the one time you don't want to have long legs. Yeah, exactly. So he got the he got the red card for that, and then after that, it was just I mean, Ole took off Sancho, 
brought on Delap. And then after that, it was kind of like he just – we were up 1-0, right? And he decided to park the bus. And young boys looked good throughout the game. Like, they, they looked like they were dangerous on the attack. They had a lot of – like, a, a lot of power and pace going forward. Like, they weren't playing scared. And we decided to just, like, let them come at us. And I don't know. It, looked, it seemed like all the changes Ole were make, like was making for substitutions-wise and tactical-wise was all wrong. Like, you, you saw a lot of the pundits say this that if it was any other team going down to 10 men up 1-0, like, they're, they're still winning the game and scoring another goal. Like, if it was Man City, if it was Liverpool, if they're going up 10 men, they're still scoring more goals and they're still winning the game against a team of the quality of, like, young boys. Like, they're, they're pretty decent. Honestly, they're probably, like, underrated a little bit, but the, the quality is a complete mismatch. I mean, they, you guys made it more of a contest than it should have been. 1,000%, and that, that was because of Ole. So, like, I'm not Ole out at all, right? But it's just disappointing to see, like, bad tactical decisions made. At the same at the same time, too, like, I'm thinking, like, it's the first game in Champions League, big game against Man United. You're at home in Switzerland. He's been trash in the Champions League. Like, he has, like, a really bad record in Champions League, Ole. But, I mean, every I mean, he does good in big games. We'll see. But, yeah, that was very disappointing. I mean, look, we, Jesse Lingard gives away a breakaway at, literally the last second of the game which makes no no sense he takes off Ronaldo brings on Lingard and Lingard does that um so that was kind of really bad to see that all his substitutions um didn't work out and it was surprising that he actually took out Ronaldo too he doesn't you don't really see a lot of managers do that I think I think he wants them to rest him a little bit for for this uh for this weekend the Premier League right but because I mean you got you got to pace Ronaldo a little bit but I feel like, I don't know. I don't know. He brought on Martial after. It's like he took out Ronaldo to to get more defensive, but then he brought on a striker after. Like, it makes no sense. Um, but, yeah, very questionable substitution. It's the, it's the first game. You guys, you'll be, you'll be, you guys will be all right. I know, but it's, this is not the first time that Ole has made, like, very questionable substitutions. So this is a part of his, uh, like, manager style that I'm not, I'm not sold on yet, and it's kind of worrisome. But I mean, we'll see how it goes. The first game, we take the L, but I'm kind of I'm not too worried about the rest of the of the of the the group. I think we still finish first. We'll get ten points. We'll get one. I mean, Atalanta and Villarreal did draw, so that helps you guys. Exactly, they drew. But I I think with if we didn't get the red card, we would have definitely won the game. Uh, we would have scored two or three more goals. We should have won either way. After the red card, it was just. Bad decisions afterwards. Um, yeah, so starting 0-1, not great, but I'm not too worried. Um, the other Champions League matchups, though, I mean, Bayern-Barca, we said Bayern were going to smash them. That's pretty much what happened. I mean, Lewandowski. I think you did. I think you said 3-0. I think I, I, I mean, I don't know if I predicted an actual score, but I can, I knew it was going to be, a, it was going to be a complete mismatch. Yeah, I remember going through the edit and like hearing you said something like along the lines of like, "Oh yeah, it'll be a three-zero win for Bayern." So you could t- you might be able to take credit for that. Yeah, I'll take I'll take partial credit until it's confirmed. <laughs> um, but I mean, Barca just looked like completely overwhelmed. There's not much they could do, and Bar- uh, Bayern kind of looked like they were just like playing with their food a little bit. Yeah, I expected we expected a Bayern win, obviously. I think for me the 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 one like interesting aspect or the most worrying thing is that. When Barca tried to bring options off the bench, like they didn't really have much. Once again, like they bring, they could only bring like youth project players or young players that have little to no like Champions League experience. Because obviously Dembele is injured. 
Agro is still injured, I believe. They'll be for a while. Antifatil is still not there. So they definitely don't have the depth to, like, challenge a team like a Bayern when Bayern is, like, 100%. So I guess for me, the question, like, long-term is, like, can they are they going to be able to manage to qualify with their lack of depth? Because they can't only rely on, like, Depay and, like, the Young. The Young is slow as hell. Like, Luke the Young is slow as hell. Yeah, I mean, he's old. He's old, but he's, like, also not, like, a Barca, Portugal Barca, like, striker. No, he's more of a kind of, like, poacher kind of style where he's, like, getting on the end of crosses, getting on the end of, like, through balls and stuff like that. He's not he's not creating. He's a, he's a finisher. Yeah, like, he, he needs, he's, he, like, his business is in the box. But before that, like, he's not effective at all. So I think it's going to be interesting to uh, see how they adapt with him because he, I mean, he's a short-term option, but he is who you're, like, your striker this year, so well, at least one of your strikers this year, and I think he may, I think he might be injured. So now you're down to only Memphis. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they manage the, to qualify if they can manage to qualify, because Benfica is going to be good too. With how the group is, yeah, with how the group is, I think they still should qualify. But honestly, it's not guaranteed. Um, the PSG matchup, though, that was surprising because, I mean, you had the front three of Neymar, Messi, and Mbappe all starting, and then they end up drawing Club Rouge 1-1. That was, that's, that's also one of the, a game where I felt like the occasion got the better, like, the good, got the better of them, or more so, it helped Bruges in a sense, because it's a big Champions League game, you're at your home stadium, you're playing against a trio of Messi, Neymar, and Mbappe. So, obviously, the six are going to be high, people are going to be watching. It was probably the biggest like event in Belgium that week, and I thought that Club Bruges was probably the better team overall. Like they had the better chances, they were more dangerous. Do you think it was more Club Bruges playing above their level or or PSG playing below their level? I think it's a mix of both. I think Club Bruges definitely like elevated the level. Obviously, like the like Champions League, you you obviously trying to like play above your above your usual level. But I think from a PSG standpoint. The chemistry just isn't there between Messi and Neymar and Mbappe yet. I think I was saying Neymar and Messi have played together before, but it's been a while. And I think and and Neymar and Mbappe have played together. And yeah, and Neymar have Mbappe have played before, but it's I mean sometimes just, they were just off. I feel like Bruges definitely like made it harder for them than it than they expected it. Um, I think I mentioned Noah Lang. He got man in the match. He was probably one of the, the most dangerous players for Club Bruges. Watch out for him. He's the next. He's a, he used to be from – he's an Ajax product, but he he's, he's, he's definitely has a lot of promise. I think their striker as well, Dick Catalera, I think if I'm saying it right, was pretty nice as well. They have a young team. They have a young team. Uh, mind you, this is the team that Tejan Buchanan is joining uh, in the winter – after the winter transfer window. That's going to be exciting to see. Yeah, I don't think he'll play Champions League, though, because they might... I don't think those are going to be Champions League by the time he gets there, but it's a, it's a nice team. It's a good team. This isn't, like... This is still, like, the best team in Belgium, I think. So, it's not like PSG just played, like, play like a random nobody. But PSG should have cleaned up. I mean, they're the Champions League favorite. But, yeah, you would you would expect PSG to win this, but I do think that, uh, obviously, the chemistry and stuff, it's day they, they, they one, I think. People are going to have to be patient with the, with those three just because, yeah, they're great players, but it takes time to gel. Like, I don't care who you are. It takes time to actually, like, perform, like, have build that chemistry that you would think you would have because you've played together, together before. But it has been a while. So I think from a PSG standpoint, just be patient. 
Um, Madrid Inter, close game. Madrid edged out 1-0. I was surprised it was this close, honestly, a little bit, but I think I think the better team won. Not much else to say. The better team won. I'm not surprised it was this close because it was Inter, and Inter does have, like, it's a nice team. They definitely tried. I think, like you said, experience. I think experience took, uh, took the the front end. Credit to Kotoa. He made a couple key saves. And yeah, like they and they end up finding a way. Kamavinga involved in the final goal again. Uh, I think he's that's making like, an impact for himself already. He's making an impact, yeah, early too. I didn't expect that him to have such a big impact early, but uh, like like I said, it's only the beginning. Let's uh, let's see what happens like in the long run, but it's definitely promising. And uh, yeah, yeah, to go get a, I mean, to get the W is even more impressive considering the the circumstances. So to go get a draw. Well, I, can you really be surprised? I mean, I'm not surprised, man. I told you. I mean, I know you said that Let's Go were probably one of the, the favorites for the Champions League, but I just I don't see it this year with all the other teams that have so much firepower. Atletico are a team that don't concede a lot of goals, but they don't score a lot of goals. And I don't know. I feel like this time around, like, attack beats defense. Because you're not going to win if you can't score. You could also argue you have as much firepower as, like, everybody else. You would think, but that's not their style of play. That's That's the issue. Their style isn't to go for a lot of goals. Their style is to control the match the whole time and, and break through the enemy's defense all while keeping your shape, right? So, um, I mean, we'll see if they can manage to... Because, uh, I mean, the draw to start out wasn't really convincing. Um, it's about scoring goals. Um, Liverpool, though. Liverpool-Milan, they get the dub. That was, uh, that was a pretty good game. I mean, it went back and forth, right? I think it was the best game of the week. Yeah, that was the most exciting to watch, I think. I watched a, a, a couple of tidbits. I think Milan did well to actually come back from, uh, like, I think it was 1-0 initially. Milan comes back 2-1 by half, and then Liverpool ends up winning. So it was a good back-and-forth game. There, I think these are two teams that I expect to go through, though. Yeah, I agree. Also, I think I think Liverpool, I mean, sneaky, sneaky play to make it kind of, to make a run this year, I think, again. We'll see. Man City, I mean, they score six goals. Dark Horse? Dark Horse, maybe Liverpool, Dark Horse. Man City, they scored six goals against Leipzig. That was a big shootout game. Um, I'm surprised how many goals we saw, but I'm also not surprised. I mean, it was it was a weird game, I think. But both teams kind of got exposed for goals. But I don't know. What are your thoughts? Just like we talked about Atletico not being a team that concede, that scores a lot or concedes a lot, I think Leipzig is a team that concedes a lot but scores a lot as well. Exactly. They kind of like Dortmund last season. But I don't think Leipzig are at that level that Dortmund was last season. No, not yet. But, well, I mean, they definitely lost uh, key players overall. But, yeah, they're not, they're not who they used to be. I like Jesse Marsh, though. Yeah, I know. I'm not uh, – I mean, it's, it's a, he's in a tough situation, I think. I think the situ- – like, taking over after Nagelsmann, I think that's a big shoes to fill kind of with what Nagelsmann did with that club. And then losing some big players too. Um, it's tough. But Man City, I mean, you saw the Pep comments, right? Yeah, I saw them, yeah. What are your thoughts? Because he was like, so Pep basically in the interview after the after the Champions League game and before the games this weekend, um, because we saw the, the result against Southampton earlier today, but Pep basically like begging, not begging for fans to show up for the game against Southampton because Pep does this thing 
where no matter who he's playing, he like builds up the opponent so much to make them feel like this is like the biggest game of the season. Like he's talking to Southampton being like, this is like one of the best clubs in the league. Like we need all the help we can get. Please come support us, fill up the stadium, please. Um, we need your help to get a good result, blah, blah. And like Southampton are like a team that can be fighting relegation the whole season, right? So, um, and then they end up getting a draw and the Etihad is like not full at all. So I guess Pep was Pep kind of was in the right to ask for people because and I mean look at the result. I mean he, it, I mean I don't think the stadium could have been empty and they should have still they still should have beat Southampton um, at home you know at the Etihad with supporters right but I don't know I mean it's just another like kind of it's funny to see like Pep kind of like you know we talk about Man City the success they have and what like that but I mean. I know I'm biased, but Manchester will always be red. There's no chance you would ever see Old Trafford, like, half empty. Um, zero chance, no matter who you're playing. And then, you know, you get the draw against Southampton, which, I mean, Southampton can can get a result here and there for sure. But, I mean, City just scored six goals against Leipzig. They, they didn't score one against Southampton. Mm, I don't know. I mean... I think just for Gordon to ask about this is probably just a business thing. And I think the thing is probably the higher ups that are asking him to say that, or maybe he just actually is willing to say that. I don't know. I'm not really sure. Did you see, did you see how he like, not exactly, but kind of threatened to leave? Like, this is like how I am. If you're not happy, I can leave. If the fans are not happy, I can leave. Well, I mean, I didn't see that part, but I thought his contract ends at the end of the season, no? He said, no, he said he's going to take a break from management at the end of his contract, and his contract ends in two years. Like, this season and another season. Oh. Oh, okay. Um, so, we'll see. But, I mean, do you still consider them the favorites to win? I know you were really high on Chelsea, but... The league, it's... I mean, I had Chelsea winning it, but I think City's going to make it close. Champions League, probably the same thing. Because right now, they're not really convincing. But, I mean, they lost against Spurs. They drew against Southampton. And then the results in between were not anything crazy. Like, you played Arsenal. And I think I forget who else. Um, not super convincing right now. Because, like, Chelsea and Liverpool right now look way better than what City looked like. True. Even Man United in the league. I mean, we didn't have a great result. But as of right now, I feel like with Ronaldo, we looked a little bit better. So, it's going to be interesting to see. Like, maybe we see we don't see the City we expect this season. But I... At some point, I mean, they're going to be back to, like, going on a huge win streak. It's going to happen. Well, you know you know what happens after like, the City draw or, like, loses. The next team gets smacked, so. Yeah, they score, like, 10 goals the next week, so. <laughs> I don't want to play them next week. I don't know who does, but I, I feel bad for them. <laughs> yeah, good luck for you guys. Yeah. Um, Arsenal, though, you guys get another three points today. Give me your thoughts. Hey, man, I'm telling you, the floodgates are open. You beat Norwich, you beat Burnley, the title's ours. <laughs> I, well, I didn't say that. I think at this point, it's just a matter of, like, racking up points just to get more confidence in. Like I, like I said last week, I was kind of curious as to whether or not we, were able, we would be able to, like, keep consistency in terms of results and performances, which I think we, I mean, so far we have. I think the next one will be even a bigger test because I think we're playing we're playing Spurs. That'll be the biggest test. I think probably the biggest test of the season so far, based on where we are right now. So I'm satisfied with the three with the three points. Obviously, we needed. This was kind of concerning for me though because I mean I think this is probably your best lineup. I know we talked about last week, but I mean this week Partey started, Odegaard started, and you got Smith Rowe. 
Odegaard kind of played in a deeper role with Partey, where Smith Rowe was playing as the ten. Yeah, he's kind of playing as a as an eight. Yeah, which he's usually like he's a ten Odegaard, so it's yeah. But he can play in the midfield three as like one of the two eights. Yeah, that's what it seemed like he was used today. Um, and he got the goal. I mean, the free kick was a nice free kick. It was a nice free kick. That's a that's a that's a left footed free kick for sure. You gotta put that in there. Yeah. But scoring one, I mean, scoring one against Burnley, Burnley two have, I've been the second worst team in the season, like this year behind behind Norwich. I mean, so you got the win. I understand that, and we definitely had, we could definitely could have had more than one, obviously. But I think at this point, at the end of the day, the 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 three points is the most important. The three points is what matters, yes, especially for a team like Arsenal that was lacking confidence like weeks ago. Just having those two games, two wins. And I think the, a good thing for the morale and the team, just for the camaraderie around and stuff, just to, uh, just for the vibe overall too. So I'm not mad at just us scoring a goal. I'm just happy that we scored three points. We got three points. Because you guys, I don't know. I, do, do you consider this progress? You got one goal against Norwich and you got one goal against Burnley, the two worst teams in the league. And Norwich, I mean, Burnley had... The, the the possession was basically 50-50 and, and Burnley had more shots. Like they had they had chances. Depending on how the game goes against Spurs next week, I'll tell you if it's progress or not. Right now it's just uh, promising. I mean three points, three points. We'll see how it goes. I didn't I, I will say I did not I did not like how Ben White looked, to be honest. Um so I'm I'm not too sure. I'm not sold on that yet, to be honest. But, uh, I mean, I'm keeping an eye on that. We'll see. I mean, he has a lot of scrutiny right now. People got to stop. People got to differentiate Ben White and 50 million. I hate that it has to be associated with him, and that's why his performance. That's how it goes. But yeah, but that's not what he asked for, too. It's like, it's not his. He didn't ask for 50 million. No, of course not. But, you know, everybody did the same thing with McGuire when he came for 80 mil, right? So, and it took it took a while for him to kind of, like, settle in. And now he's, now he's great. Yeah, but I, I don't know. You can't. Ex- I'm not gonna expect Ben White to have like world class performances from like day one, too. It's like, like McGuire wasn't great when he started, so no, he wasn't. I think I'm expecting Ben White to progress smoothly. I think the I think the the comparisons to the price tag will die down, and then the expectations will kind of will kind of like reset themselves. But uh, speaking of expectations, um, I mean Liverpool. I think we all had low expectations for them coming into the season. Not necessarily low, but we were kind of all hyping up everybody else, right? We hyped Man City. We hyped Chelsea. They made all these signings. We hyped Manchester United. They made all these signings. Yeah. Liverpool really don't have, like, one signing, and that's probably why people were... They were under the radar of a lot of people. Exactly. And because of last season, how last season went, people kind of forget the extent of the injuries they had to deal with. Um. So this season, I mean, they're coming back with a force, right? I mean, they started the Champions League strong. That was a good game. And the Premier League, I mean, they're top of the table right now after the game today. They just beat uh, – who did they play today? They won 3-0. Um, they played Palace today. And Palace is like – they're not one of the best teams. Like, they're probably going to finish bottom 10 table. But, I mean, they're not – Exactly, right? So they, they can still play a good game. But, uh, I mean, the front three, Mane, Salah um, – they look good today. They look good. They they definitely did look good. Solid. Mane looked great. I think this is his hundred goal with Liverpool, so I guess that's history there. Uh, Salah looked good uh, against Milan. He looked good. Um, 
He looked good against Leeds before. I did not see the Yota miss, but I heard it was bad. I got to look at that afterwards. Did you see the Yota miss? Um, the the ball he was he was probably two or three yards out from the goal line, and the ball fell to him, and he tried to smash it in, and it went way over the bar. Um, and he just needed to tap it. I feel like Jota's got had a few misses this year. Yeah, that's kind of concerning because he's been like he he's kind of like picked up the slack when they've needed to a little bit. Um, yeah, he's the third wheel. Yeah, he is the third wheel exactly. Well, technically, he would be the fourth wheel because Firmino would be the third wheel. But when Firmino doesn't work, he would be the third. So he's kind of third slash fourth, but he's not second or first. But uh, what do you think the expectations are for Liverpool this season? Because I feel like I kind of had them as I, I kind of had them as like a top four team, but I didn't really see them kind of challenging for the title this season. But honestly, after this game and the start to the season, I can see them kind of challenging for the title. They're, I think they're definitely top four. I think they're. They'll, they'll like I think I have them as a three or fourth option in my uh in my line in my predictions just because when you look at City and Chelsea in terms of quality of of the of the the roster the the comp the team overall they have way more depth and like if the issue with Liverpool has always been this I mean last year what happened Van Dijk got injured and the whole team fell apart after and the whole team fell apart and then obviously you had a couple more injuries you got Allison Henderson. I think Fabinho was injured too. But the other injuries, they weren't they weren't season long. That Van Dyke was the season long, and and Joe Gomez too was uh, out as well. Yeah, Joe Gomez as well. Basically, your whole defense, your whole center back part of the shit was gone. But then obviously, like having Fabinho and Jordan Henderson, not lo- I mean, they were not long term injuries, but they were still injuries, considerable injuries. So uh, that does take a toll on your team. And I didn't expect I expected them to make a, bit, a few more signings that they did the summer. Yeah, they got Konate, who's a promising defender. I don't know how he hasn't started a game yet. He started today. Did he? Yeah, he started instead of Gomez. There it is. Well, I was I was let me rebuttal what I said. Uh they got a great signing in Konate, who's a promising defender who just started today. Uh and that was a good signing defensively, but other than that, like there's no real replacement for Salah. Like, I know they got Minamino back from the loan from Liverpool, from Southampton, but he hasn't played yet. As far as I know, he hasn't played like a many any minutes yet. They don't have the depth that like a City or a Chelsea has, and that's why to me they can't. I can't put them way ahead of those two. Yeah, fair. I think I think it's gonna be about how much you can squeeze out of that that front three um, before anything goes wrong. Um, but the thing with Liverpool is that every game they play, you feel like they can win, right? And that's that's a sign of a team that can that can win, uh, like a title. So, and they've done it recently. So I, I agree with you on that. I agree with you on that. And like you said, like it really depends on how Salah from Mane and Salah Mane and Firmino like perform really, because if the front three is healthy, there not many teams can beat them. But if there's one of them has an issue and then the other one is a bit out of form. And then now I see the other one just doesn't score or doesn't produce enough offensively when it comes to creativity and stuff. And even Jota doesn't do his thing as well. Like it'll start, you you'll start seeing like consequences on the in the points rally. Really, the thing the thing with Liverpool that I that I like about their style of play is that their style of play is like always going forward. It's always attacking. It's always kind of trying to win the game. Where see, I look at like I look at United. And I can see ourselves going into games. And after the first five minutes, I can tell what kind of game it's going to be. 
if it's going to be a game that we're kind of just getting overwhelmed where our tactics are not kind of aligned with how the other team is playing and it's going to be a struggle and I can see I can see us losing games and kind of like lacking enthusiasm throughout the game and dropping points like that whereas I see when I see Liverpool play like Klopp is one of the best managers in the world like when, when they play even when they're losing or when they're drawing you kind of always feel like man they're going to get that last second goal there's there's always a chance right where I feel like the other teams is like lacking like Man City even Man City I feel like you know they're going to get a goal at the end but I'm even more confident with Liverpool than Man City for some reason I think it's just a style of play and I guess the history of it right like there's I don't know like I don't put I don't I don't think Manchester has like that X factor I haven't that killer instinct yet where I think Liverpool does Man City does Chelsea kind of somewhat does but less so than the other two Really, you think Chelsea has less skill instinct than Man City and Liverpool? Than Liverpool and Man City, yeah. Okay, I'm not that mad to mad at that statement. I think it's an interesting thing to say, considering how Chelsea's been doing this season. Yeah, I mean, listen, like we can talk. We can actually let let's let's segue into our uh, predictions for the top ten. Uh, I mean, we're predicting the whole Premier League table, right, from number one to number twenty, and we're also gonna go predicting our uh, our awards. Um. Should we just do top four or like Champions League spots because we don't have to go through the entire table because of time and stuff? What I think we should do is we will we'll give a we'll give each other we'll go like I'll give my top five you give your top five and we'll do it like by segments of five and we'll see we'll spend more time on some of than others. Um, so my top five I still have City winning it. Um, I got City first, Chelsea second. Man United third, Liverpool fourth, Leicester fifth. I mean, between Leicester and kind of Spurs was a toss-up for me for fifth. Um, Spurs kind of scared me last game. Um, United, I think with Ronaldo, we have a better shot. I had them second to start the season, but Chelsea um, Chelsea kind of overtook them. I feel like Chelsea just have the depth and are more solid where I think United, I don't know if it's because I'm a United fan that I'm more used to seeing them kind of choke. And that kind of made me uh had a negative bias but liverpool honestly liverpool can probably finish third man united can probably finish fourth that top four i feel like is set and uh you can just probably change the order to be honest fair enough so i have for my top four i have chelsea city liverpool and united um i i you think you could probably interchange between liverpool and united at three and four but i think liverpool would probably be ahead of them for now so I have United fourth, and then Spurs at five. Okay, give me uh, Spurs at five. Is six Leicester or no? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So we kind of just had a couple of them flipped. Well, give me your give me your six to ten. Oh, Leicester is six. Uh, seven is Villa. Everton is eight. Brighton is nine. Uh, and I have Arsenal at ten, which I really hope can. I'm I'm really being optimistic here. I think ten is realistic considering how the season went, and how it can potentially go. I hope it goes higher though, but hey, if it's ten, it's ten. You 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 uh you uh took inspiration from me for the villa at seven, eh? Yeah, I mean also kind of watched the I saw the game today against Everton. Yeah. <laughs> Some recency bias. I think you were pretty high on Leeds, right? Before I had Leeds Leeds worries me a bit because I had them seven and then I I started thinking about defensively. I feel like Leeds 7 is too high because I feel like they're just so um, worrisome at the back that they can lose so many games because of that. Yeah, maybe I was a bit too over-optimistic on, like, the Bielsa stuff. And 
Yeah, maybe Stemi was too high. I ended up putting them a bit lower down, but yeah, I have Villa seven. My next now. five is I mean I have Spurs at six, I have Leicester at five. Then I have Villa at seven, Everton eight, West Ham nine, Arsenal ten. So I know um I guess you we have the basically the same five to ten, except uh we swap Leicester and Spurs and I have uh, West Ham in there and you have Brighton. I think Brighton is going to be one of the surprise teams this season, right? I mean, we saw them start the season a little bit strong. I think Arsenal at 10 is probably fair. Everton as well. Um, West Ham had a great season last season. I'm expecting them to continue a lot of the momentum this season. Reason why I didn't put West Ham higher up is because they have a lot. Of, they have a comp- They have a lot of Europa League games as well as the Premier League this year, and I don't know if the squad is like used to it. So I think they'll might they might stay, but take a step back this year. That's the only reason why. Otherwise, I would have put them higher. For sure. What well, uh, my 11 to 15. So right after Arsenal at 10, I have Leeds at 11. Brighton at 12, Brentford at 13, Newcastle 14, and Palace at 15. Um, I think this is, I think Leeds probably finished between like 8 to 12. I think that's kind of the range with how they, they, their style of play and how many goals they score. Brighton, I think, maybe higher. Brentford, maybe lower. And I think, I think Newcastle and Palace are kind of going to be in that range as well. What about you? What is your 11 to 15? So 11 to 15 now, West Ham 11th, Leeds 12th, Brentford 13th, Southampton 14th, and Crystal Palace 15th. Oh, okay, so we match up on the Palace. You have Southampton pretty high. Yeah, I don't, I mean, you had, I think you had them lower than, you have, I think you had them relegation, right? I have them like fighting relegation, yeah. Yeah, I don't think they're that bad. And you have, uh, you have West Ham where? A 12th? 11th. 11th? Okay, fair, fair. Um, and we both like Brentford at 13 as well to stay up. I mean, Brentford's gonna have a big season staying up. Like it's hard. It's hard to stay up in the Premier League after you just come up. Um, but I think their style of play really suits the Premier League. It's fun to see them here. Um, give me your 16 to 20. Okay, so last but not the least, Wolves at 16, Newcastle at 17. I hope it doesn't happen. I think they finish. I hope they finish higher. Uh, Burnley 18, Norwich 19, and Watford 20. Okay, so we have we have similar teams here. I mean, I have Wolves at 16 as well. I have Burnley 17, Southampton 18 going down, Watford 19, and Norwich finishing last 20. I think Watford and Norwich is going to be tough for them to stay up. I I think Southampton, I mean, they've been fighting relegation uh, for the last couple of years. I think it finally happens this season. I think Burnley probably just like slightly edged them out. But I can see those flipping. I can see Burnley going down and Southampton kind of staying up. I could see I could see Burnley survive like they always do. They find a way to win. Yeah, exactly. Burnley, I have them at 17, just escaping a relegation. I think Wolves may be lower than we expect, to be honest. Like, they're doing nothing convincing to me. True. Didn't they play today? Let me check. I think they, they lost against Brentford 2-0. Yeah. There we go. I mean, listen, they have... One win, four losses. This is not a great start for them. We'll see how it goes. Um, now let's get into the awards. Golden Boot. Salah. I think that's a good choice. So I had Harry Kane before, and then I decided to change my mind. Can you guess to who? Bruno for, uh, Ronaldo, Ronaldo, Ronaldo. I did go Ronaldo, but I didn't want to go Ronaldo. So I wanted to go Lukaku. Then I was like, oh, man, I can totally see Ronaldo like starting most of our games and getting at least one goal almost a game, which is insane. But I think he can do it because I know there's going to be games where he gets two or a hat trick. Those games are going to happen and it's going to compensate for the games he doesn't score at all. 
I think he can do it. And he missed the first, uh, like, uh, three games of the season. So, I think he's going to be up there. I think it's going to be between, like, Ronaldo, Lukaku, Salah. I think those are the top three. I think Harry Kane kind of slows down. Maybe he'll be in there as well. I'm not mad at that. Uh, let me give you – can I just give you the rest of my words? All of them? Go for it. Okay, so playmaker of the year, I have Kevin De Bruyne. I have Ederson as the Golden Glove winner. Uh, I have Thomas Tuchel as the manager of the year. I don't think that – I think it'll probably be a toss-up between him and a few more coaches, but it's him for now. I have Lukaku as my player of the year just because I think he's been dominant. It was going to be dominant for the whole year, at least most of it. And then my young player of the year is Tariq Lamptey, just because he had a lot of promise the first time he came in. He started, and then obviously injuries happened, but he should be back soon. So I'm expect- I have a lot of expectations for him. I was I, did, I was between him and the Livermento from Ch- from uh, Southampton. Finally enough, they're both Chelsea graduates from the Chelsea Academy graduates. So, and they're both right backs. So- What's the criteria for young player of the year? Is it uh, under 21? I think you have to be under 20, under 23. Under 23, okay. My initial, my first thought was Harvey Barnes, but he's 24. Interesting. So no Foden for you? I think, didn't he already win it? You can win it multiple times, no? I don't think you should, but if you are, maybe. Um, so playmaker of the year for me, I got uh, Monsieur Paul Labille Pogba. I mean, with how he started the season, I mean, I don't know how you don't you don't put Pogba. I mean, he's already four games, seven assists. Um. That's that's a huge start to the season. He may even break the the assist record in, in the Premier League. We'll see. Um, Golden Glove. I got Ederson. Yeah, I got Ederson. For me, it's either Ederson or Allison. Um, I think Ederson probably takes it. Manager of the year. I also have Tuchel, but I think that can honestly go. If Liverpool win the league, it's going to be Klopp. It's going to be Klopp. But if Man City win the league, I don't think it's going to be Pep. Um. What if Brentford goes like top five? Then obviously they they he would win it. Um, but other than that, I feel like there's not too many storylines that are going to happen. It's going to be about the team that 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 had the most consistency throughout the year um, and that impressed the most. Player of the year, I also have Lukaku. Um, I kind of almost felt like maybe Ronaldo. I feel like that storyline, the the Premier League would probably love it, right? Um, that'd be great. And young player of the year, I have Greenwood. Um, I was I had Foden. I switched it up to Greenwood, but I'm kind of regretting this because with Ronaldo starting, I can see and like Rashford coming back from injury, I can see Greenwood not playing as much. But I mean, he has a goal game in this season, so he's gonna score goals. It's just about I can see his playing time kind of getting cut short a little bit, and if that happens, I don't see him winning the award. But if he's starting most of the games, I can see him having an impact and probably winning it. To be honest, if not, I think I think probably Foden takes it. Um, even though he's won it already, I think he 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 would win it again. And I think that's gonna wrap it up for this this episode, episode forty in the books. Any last words? Uh, if you're in Canada, go vote on Monday. Yeah, go vote on Monday. Um, I tomorrow morning. I'm hyped for tomorrow because I get to watch Manchester United football at nine a.m. tomorrow, and then I got American football the rest of the day to watch. So I'm really excited about that. Giants are 0 and 2 right now. We got and yes, we are. Um, don't uh, there, I mean, there's some good Premier League matchups tomorrow. We got uh, Spurs, uh, Spurs, Chelsea, and who do you got winning that? Chelsea, yeah, same. 
but honestly, I, I mean, it's a tough one. Spurs played the top team as well. They played the top team as well for some reason. Spurs can surprise, but I think I'm going to lean towards Chelsea. It's a big challenge because Kane versus Lukaku. Son, is he playing? If Son is playing, then I have Spurs. You do? Interesting. But 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 I think he was injured initially, so he might not play. But if he is, then I have Spurs. Yeah. Either way, I have Chelsea winning it. I think I think Tuchel will get Tuchel is like one of my favorite managers right now. Um, so I think they take it. We'll see, and we'll talk about that next week. So thanks for being here. Good remind you guys to follow us on our social. Yeah, thanks for rocking with us. Follow us on our social medias on Instagram forward underscore pressing on Twitter forward press pod. Drop us a follow so we're notified when the episodes go live. And we'll see you next week. Peace. Peace.